0: IVM. You are listening to The Signal Daily. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. The world's most popular plumber, Mario, and his brother Luigi have broken all records. And not just in the video game but also on the big screens. Reportedly, the Super Mario Bros. movie had an incredibly successful opening, grossing $204.6 million domestically in just five days, with an impressive $146 million earned during its opening weekend alone. In fact, according to a Variety report, it holds the record for the biggest opening weekend of the year, surpassing Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which debuted with $106 million. It also boasts the second biggest opening for an animated movie ever, beating Finding Dory, which opened with $135.1 million in 2016. Furthermore, the film has become Illumination's highest-grossing debut ever, surpassing Minions, which earned $115.7 million in 2015. And I suppose it was and is a hit Because the adaptation of the beloved Nintendo video game was created to be a hit with viewers of all ages rather than being a simple animated family film just for kids. But why is it a big deal though? Simply because, adapting a video game into a successful movie is not as easy. For example, the live-action movie Super Mario Bros. from 1993 with Bob Hoskins as Mario and John Leguizamo as Luigi was an epic disaster. However, the world of video games has recently experienced a surge in the movie industry with the emergence of new releases such as Sonic the Hedgehog, Tom Holland's Uncharted and Dungeons and & Dragons' Honor Among Thieves. And of course, The Last of Us that has been adapted into a small screen TV series which exceeded expectations, drawing an impressive average of 30.4 million viewers for its initial six episodes. Such triumphs have even prompted HBO Max to promptly greenlight another season of this thrilling series. But anyway, all of this basically indicates that Hollywood may have finally cracked the code when it comes to turning fan-favorite video games into blockbuster movies or series. In fact, a Verge report goes on to say that the new Mario movie is quote-unquote new gold standard for video game films. And as someone who has played Mario quite a lot in her childhood, I am pretty excited to watch what the hype is all about. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I am Manaswini, and this is the Deep Dive for 13th April 2023. We are at that stage of the AI chatbot hype cycle when large technology companies and regulators are playing cat and mouse. Who blinks first is for another day. But unlike social media and cryptocurrency, Where innovation got precedence over regulation, regulators have woken up slightly early this time around. On Tuesday, that came to the fore when China and the US, time zones apart, made their intentions very clear. The US National Telecommunications and Information Administration or the NTIA is looking for input on policies to ensure that AI products perform as advertised and don't cause any harm. The European Union too is considering legislation to govern these systems, even as individual countries such as Italy have begun their respective probes in the region. But China, it would appear, has somewhat of a head start in the regulatory battle for supremacy. And we kid you not, it kinda means business. Now, Alibaba has been in the news recently for all the right reasons. Jack Ma made a rare appearance in Hangzhou And the company decided to quote our newsletter subject line, get a six pack. Not what you think this Thursday morning, but the company, as we told you, has chosen to split itself into six. Now pair that with Tuesday's big announcement that it was going to release its large language model-based chatbot called, and pardon me if my pronunciation is wrong, Tongai Kuenvin, and integrated across its product suites including workplace messaging app Ding Talk and voice assistant Tmall Genie. Sounds good? Well, except a few hours later, the mighty Chinese tech regulator, the Cyberspace Administration of China, or CAC, had a response of its own. It unveiled draft guidelines to regulate these generative AI technologies, who will be required to undergo a security review before they are even released. While that might sound okayish. we have some surprise for you. The Chinese regulator has also mandated that AI-generated content must align with the core values of quote-unquote socialism and cannot challenge quote-unquote the authority of the state. Which loosely translates to this. If you ask Tongai about Tiananmen Square or even Taiwan, it might just end up drawing a blank. Or as Reuters found out, while Baidu's Ernie bot can whip up a poem or a picture of flowers in mere seconds, it is not yet equipped to answer questions about China's President Xi Jinping. We are not sure it will ever be. Although morality clauses are prevalent in China, they may not be sufficient to regulate the ethical issues posed by chatbots. And why is that? Chatbots as sentient as companies might want them to be or may not be, lack a moral compass and ethical reasoning skills. Plus, as we have been saying in our previous episodes on AI, chatbots such as ChatGPT rely on vast amounts of internet data and generate responses. But in China, picking up random data isn't exactly an option. And why is that? Well, in the Chinese internet, censorship is a way of life with authorities wielding the ban hammer on keywords, posts, and even users who don't adhere to the Communist Party's rules. Now, with their access to information severely limited, Chinese AI products may struggle to match the capabilities of ChatGPT or BARD or other Western counterparts. This puts tech companies in a tough spot. They'll either have to rein in what their chatbots can do, like Microsoft has done with Bing, or keep a tight leash on what they can say. And considering China's strict censorship, it's mostly going to be the latter. Additionally, among the other rules, CAC's draft also includes that AI service providers need to be responsible for the quality of their model's training data, including authenticity and diversity. Users of AI services have to be real humans, and their privacy and reputation must be respected by chatbot providers. Now, I'm not saying that these drafted rules by CAC aren't necessary. But the truth is that they could be incredibly challenging, if not downright impossible, to implement by today's companies. For instance, OpenAI has managed to ride the hype wave only because, well, lack of regulation. If the government would have made it ask for permission from everyone who owned the text and media it used to train its models, it would probably still be stuck waiting to make GPT-2. Also, amid a regulation push, closer home, India seems to be taking a slightly different stance. It does not want to regulate AI, at least for now. However, this approach may not be the best for the country as it is already dealing with an infodemic courtesy of misinformation. Now, without any regulations in place, unregulated AI could aggravate this issue. In fact, we discussed this topic in-depth in one of our recent episodes and I recommend checking it out. Find the link to the episode in the show notes. But in any case, the point is that China's AI rules may impede the country's AI revolution. And well, this means China still has a long way to go. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at the rate the signal The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by me, Manaswini. Edited by Shortbury and Venkat Anand, Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter.